my pleasure, everyone, to introduce you to Jennifer Abrams. If you don't know Jennifer, she is an amazing consultant on communication skills. And I'm talking to Jennifer today because I need my own insights into what we can do about this crisis and how we can all work better together in our communication when we're isolated at home. So welcome to our show, Jennifer. Thank you, Alan. Pleasure to, to talk to you. I'm fascinated by your work, and I wonder if you could give us an overview of kind of your sense of, um, I hate to call them survival skills because they're a higher level for you, but mm -hmm. what are the things people should be keeping in mind as we communicate with one another while we're isolated? It's to always balance the emotional with the, the cognitive. It isn't uh, just um, sending out, um, you know, do this, this is where we're headed. It should always have some sort of um, salutation to it. Uh, hope all is well. Uh, no, this is a difficult time. Let me tell you the purpose of this email and here's what I want and to be as clear as you can possibly be. Um, so it's about clarity and it's about empathy. And I don't think you can um, have one and think it's enough because people say, what do you want me to do? I don't know what's going on. Or, wow, that was so crisp, but, but it didn't feel like somebody had any heart. Wow, could you give me, I mean, I... I need to work on my emotional side. <laughs> uh, you couldn't give me some things to think about, could you? Yes, I Practice could. Practice or, yeah. So I, just because I know your brain works very fast and you're an intellectual, I would encourage you to go to the work of David Rock. He's a neuropsychologist. And you can go to David Rock, uh, neuro, lead, neuro Leadership, I think. He talks about that in any interaction, you are possibly experiencing either safety or threat. Mm. Just like we did in when we were on the Savannah and, a, and a, you know, a lion came toward me or somebody from another tribe. Is this a threat or is this safe? And he speaks to five different domains. He talks about that everybody has all of these concerns, some more than others, but that you should be mindful of these when you're communicating. And so I, I'm thinking about it in sort of an emotional intelligence piece. Some of us have a greater need for you in the interaction to acknowledge our status. Mm. That's the S. Uh, where you're from, what your PhD's in, what you've done, and to kind of not bow to the person, but not dismiss their capacity and to acknowledge that. Mm. Some people want certainty, which is the C, and it's, it's a scarf model. That's why I'm going through S-C-A-R-F. Some people want to know, what am I supposed to do with this? How am I going to deal with this? What do you need from me? Can you be as crystal clear as possible? And that for some of us is really challenging, especially in this time where we don't have certainty. Um, and so that's what I'm talking about as clear as you can possibly be. Some of us need autonomy um, in our interaction. So if you're having a conversation with somebody, 
um, who really wants autonomy. It's, I trust you to make that decision. You've got whatever these couple options, make a choice. You have your way of doing it. I believe in you, you know, kind of a sense of you are capable in that way. Some of us need relatedness, which is an R. We need you to have that salutation, that thank you for being a part of this community. It's so important that you are a part of the team. We, a lot of we uh, versus I in there. And then the fairness piece. I'm acknowledging that this is challenging for some of us. It isn't fair right now. We are working. And so it could be social justice or it could be we're making it as um, transparent to everybody or as fair to everybody, or relational. And the same thing happens with people who, I'm not a certainty person per se, as a strong thing, but I have a friend who is, and I'll, I'll say that she will go, can we just circle back? I'm just not crystal clear about that. Can you just provide a little bit more a specificity on that? And I'll be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know. And so I have to be less angry and more emotionally capable of communicating to that person's need. And that means that as a leader, I have to get off my needs and try yeah. to uh, be more agile and less judgy about people's needs. What does your imagination and your skill set tell you that we can learn from this crisis? Mm -hmm. So when we go back, we can actually improve things even more than if we didn't have the crisis. I've been pondering the need for us to go back as better selves. And why I, I'm thinking about that is that this is a crisis in which we have to grow up. We have to see things in a broader way. We have to modify and accommodate. We have to manage with greater uh, discomfort. We're doing all of that. We're already stretching ourselves to, to just be bigger. Why not take that idea, and that's really the, my next book's idea, why not take that idea and become better selves at work? Now, what does that mean? Well, let's look back at why that's even important. As an educator, we do teach, we do lead, and we spend most of our time justifiably focusing on children, how to teach them as best we can, how to expand our ability to personalize their learning, et cetera, et cetera. But we also could do so much more with a collaboration of the adults. We've got research that says relational trust will increase student achievement. We've got research that says collective efficacy uh, and the team working with a sense of uh, optimism could be, could be useful. And so I'm thinking to myself now, can we go in with a better sense that we've got to be in it together and what skills can we cultivate now and be more intentional about working on when we go back? And that's the stuff that's not about the kids and it's about being a better adult. Yeah, like you did before, can you give me some specific things I could be working on yeah. in my reflections? Now. And I'm framing this 
with the understanding that adults can develop and they should be developing themselves as human beings and as educators. I think it's not either or. Yes, increase your ability to do better pedagogy and develop yourself to be a better person. What does that mean and why would it be important? The first thing is we got to know each other. We got to know ourselves better, knowing our identity, knowing our values, being able to acknowledge our strengths and our weaknesses, being able to understand where we are in the scarf model uh, that I was just mentioning, um, being mindful of what our triggers are so that we can then work on them. And there are so many things that we could study about ourselves, not navel gazing, but to go and do a via strengths um, finder thing, Martin Seligman's work, doing any type of self-assessments um, uh, that you can do online right now. But to know yourself better, I think, is a really important thing because people go in, think everybody should think like them and don't know how to articulate why they have the values they have, where they're standing. And so I think knowing yourself is a huge thing. And also building up your resilience. Obviously, we're doing that uh, right now. I, I'm doing much more meditation. I'm doing much more working out. I am working on my emotional and psychological hygiene so that I don't hurt myself or hurt others, right? And yeah. so why can't we build up those two things? Under awareness of our identity and our strengths and our weaknesses and who we are and our resilience. When we go back, I think we're gonna have to suspend certainty a lot more. I think we're gonna have to uh, be more comfortable getting feedback uh, moving things along, kind of stretching ourselves to not always have the right ideas. And there's a lot we can do with that and also take more responsibility for how we're acting. One person said to me, well, tell me about being interdependent and learning how to collaborate. And I said, one of the first things is you've got to actually believe it's a part of your job to collaborate and to work in as harmonious of a way as you possibly can. You have to build up your linguistic skill set to be able to be to challenge with humanity, and you've got to build up your bandwidth to hear that challenge. And people are like, whoa, I love just doing my own thing. I love just being in my own department. I try not to go to staff meetings. I just tell the department chair to tell me what I need. I want to go teach kids. And I'm saying, I get it, and it is part of the job description to build up your ability to talk to other adults, period. I love that I can I work on myself while I'm home by myself. Right. And I also love what you said about when we go back, we have to suspend certainty. Yes. So I, wa I wonder if you could elaborate on that a little bit. That intrigued me, suspending certainty. I've got to recognize that my way of doing things, uh, my way of thinking about things, uh, what my decisions are, 
might not be the right ones. And so I have to suspend my certainty and hold my ideas lightly and be actively able to examine myself and examine my ideas and be open and even uh, asking for what do you see that I'm not seeing? Help me understand where what I'm missing. How do you look at it from your angle? Where does, and so my sense of how to do something isn't always the right way. And I have to build up my, my bandwidth to suspend certainty and to sit with the feedback that's coming in. And I just think it's about being more curious and then being able to not be as defensive and angry when you're there. So you have to suspend certainty. It's a mindset and a skill set. Well, those are very helpful <clears throat> questions to be asking yourself while you're trying to figure out how other people are thinking. I love that set. Yeah, it's going to be, I have a friend who said to me, I could read a whole book just on that. And I'm like, yeah, so yeah. could I. <laughs> yeah, no, each of those, you know, suspending judgment sounds like it's part of suspending certainty. Yeah, it is. It's because you don't know what you don't know and you don't have the, the answer. And if you're working in a community to do something, there are so many other ways people see the world. Yeah. And if yeah. we're going to be global <laughs> in our mindset, we sure as heck don't know everything. Well, great. And, you know, seriously, great. I mean, I want to thank you for giving me some specifics, things to work on, because we all have hope about going back. And I love the specificness mm. of questions I can be thinking about that other people mm -hmm. are pondering. So, so again, mm -hmm. just thanks. Um, thank you. So I hope to keep talking. I, have, I know I have a lot to learn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just great to catch up with you again. Thanks for spending this time for our show. Thank you. Nice to talk to you too, Alan. Okay. Bye for now, Jennifer. Bye.